Hello, and welcome to another edition of the MLEX podcast. I'm Leah Nylon, MLEX's Chief Global Antitrust Correspondent in Washington, D.C. This week saw a ton of trade news in the U.S. Democrats, who are currently in the minority in both chambers of Congress, outlined their new agenda related to trade. The proposals, which the Democrats have taken to calling a better deal in an effort to evoke FDR's famous New Deal of the early 20th century, would revamp U.S. trade laws and introduce a new prosecutor to enact restrictions outside WTO authority. Here to walk us through it all is Adam Siegel, MLEX's trade reporter in D.C. Hello, Adam. Hello. So first, Adam, tell us about the new Democratic trade proposals. What are they suggesting and how likely is it to come to pass? Well, the how likely is it to come to pass is definitely going to be the harder question. First of all, no legislation has been introduced yet. Um, Likely we'll see something specific in September, but we don't really know what the Democrats want because the Democrats have just really put out a statement of um, policy. And um, even the House Democrats are saying that they're not going to sign on to any specific plan um, until they see, they see legislation coming forward. The Democrats are in the minority, which means that uh, they can't really introduce or get uh, legislation to the floor on their own. Um, but a lot of the things that they're proposing are things that have been supported in the past by Senate Republicans as well. Um, and there are a lot of Republicans who have said pretty much the same stuff. Rob Portman, for example, it'd be pretty easy for them to to find 50 votes if they can get something past Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is the Senate majority leader for the Republicans, and because of that, he controls a lot of the uh, legislative agenda in the Senate. Also, we don't really know whether or not we're going to be seeing uh, piecemeal legislation or whether or not we're going to be seeing unified legislation. There are a lot of proposals that they've brought forward, and if they introduce individual things, they could tack them onto smaller bills. There's a lot in terms of strategy that uh, the Democrats could be considering to get this stuff through. But the Democrats in the past have also loved big, sweeping legislative changes. And if they try and introduce this whole thing all at once, they could be doing that as a political ploy to try and put a bunch of Republicans on record voting against something that could be popular in their states ahead of 2018 and 2020. And it's also interesting because some of the sponsors of these proposals, including Chuck Schumer, the minority leader for the Democrats, uh, have been pro-trade for some time. Uh, And these are pretty protectionist suggestions. What are some of the main proposals they're putting forth? Well, I would say they're really broken down into two categories. We have some specific things that they can control through legislation, as well as some statements of policy that I think really are just more about pressuring the Trump administration. Um, In terms of some of the specific things that they're probably going to include in legislation in September, uh, the institution of a trade prosecutor, which you mentioned, something that they want to establish called the American Jobs Security Council, which will function to review foreign investment in the United States, uh, penalties for foreign contractors that outsource, and uh, the institution of Buy American Laws. Okay, so what can you tell us about the special prosecutor? What would he be able to do? So this is perhaps one of the most interesting things about this proposal, uh, at least from a trade perspective. Uh, They're suggesting the institution of a prosecutor's office that will be established in Washington, D.C. at the U.S. International Trade Commission. This individual would have the powers to investigate whatever types of trade abuses he saw fit. Uh, This would be... um, theoretically everything from anti-dumping and countervailing duty law to unfair trade practices that are normally covered under Section 337 to include IP. And also, uh, the Democrats are suggesting that this could be a way to um, prosecute bad behavior by other countries, things that are going on domestically in other places. This would be a replacement basically for not only every trade court in the United States in which this special prosecutor would play judge, jury, and executioner, 
but also would replace the USTR's litigation responsibilities of the WTO by allowing an individual to simply find things they didn't like in other countries and immediately implement barriers here in the United States. The specific suggestion is that this person would be divorced from the president's political agenda and would be able to basically do more because they wouldn't be worried about creating a political stir. But it also means that whatever they do is not going to go past the WTO. It's not going to go through international vetting. And many of the trade actions that come out of U.S. courts or the ITC go through presidential approval. And this would also not go through presidential approval. This would just be the trade prosecutor suggests a remedy and the remedy gets enacted. Now, we don't really know whether or not a final legislation would include some kind of review, potentially by Congress, if they're trying to take the power away from the president which is what it seems. And we also don't know um, what the powers would be in terms of what agencies the trade prosecutor would be able to instruct. In the U.S., the way our agencies work is they have a lot of overlapping authority, and some get to instruct other agencies what they can and can't do. And we have a lot of agencies that are responsible for regulating international trade. Is the special prosecutor going to be able to give instructions to Customs and Border Protection, Department of Commerce? Uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. I mean, there are a lot of individual questions that are really going to have to be flushed out in the legislative proposals that the Democrats bring forward. Great. So you mentioned outsourcing. What what sort of proposals did they have with outsourcing? Outsourcing is obviously a political hot-button topic in the U.S. Everybody hates feeling like they lost their job overseas or that they know somebody who did. And so the Democrats are proposing two things. First, they're saying that they're going to close a tax loophole for companies that outsource. Broadly speaking, this tax loophole is a myth. It doesn't exist, and you'd have to find a CPA who is some kind of genius in order to actually benefit your company for doing that kind of thing. It's not surprising that Democrats are still talking about this, but whether or not this is something that they're really going to be able to change in U.S. tax laws, uh, very unlikely. Uh, The second thing that Democrats are suggesting uh, is that they're going to penalize contractors who outsource jobs. This is a Pandora's box uh, that gets really more into federal contracting law than it does really into trade law. Think for a second about large corporations. Uh, These corporations might have uh, small entities that do federal contracting that don't outsource, but what if a large corporation outsources? Also, a lot of contractors work with subcontractors. It's very rare that a a federal contractor will do all of the work on their own. Many have subcontractors involved. Uh, Also, they're talking about where the supplies come from, and um, it'll be difficult for a contractor to vet their entire supply chain to determine where, for example, the goods are coming from. And so while it's easy for Democrats to say that they want to penalize contractors and not reward federal contracts to companies who outsource, actually doing that is going to be a really difficult thing. So this is where the Buy American stuff comes in. Uh, this is definitely where the Buy American stuff comes in. This is, this is actually one trade proposal that we can look at and we can really evaluate. And, and just to put this in perspective, Buy American rules are basically in place to say that taxpayer-funded projects must use American-made goods, whether it's steel or concrete or plastic bits. They're going to require American-made goods. And some sections of the U.S. government are already subject to these rules. Uh, For example, the military already only buys American products. This has been a really popular talking point both for President Trump and some protectionist Republicans, but also for the Democrats for a long time. Uh, They've been talking about how they want to see U.S. bridges made with U.S. steel. But uh, the Buy American rules will go for all taxpayer-funded projects. This is going to include everything from the U.S. Park Service to roads and constructions down to a playground that you're going to find on a school. 
This legislation was introduced in 2016 uh, by a senator from Wisconsin, a Democrat named Tammy Baldwin, and it passed in the Senate as part of a water infrastructure bill with a vote of 95 to 3. When the bill went to the House, they sat on it and didn't do anything with it. And the Democrats have been alleging for some time that this was because of foreign influence and lobbying. This particular legislation by Tammy Baldwin was something that Donald Trump himself in April came out and supported as part of a speech. So this is something that does really have bipartisan support, particularly in swing states in the Rust Belt, in places like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, places that are really important for House 2018 races and for the presidential election in 2020. This really isn't trade legislation. It's government procurement legislation. But it matters to trade for two reasons. First, we're closing off a sector in the U.S. This is uh, taxpayer-funded projects to foreign companies. And this is really a non-tariff barrier under WTO rules. This is a market access issue for a lot of people. Many countries have listed this and these types of behaviors by the U.S. as a trade issue when trying to negotiate trade agreements. Um, and particularly Europe has been asking for more access to government procurement for a long, long time. And this was something that uh, the U.S. and the EU couldn't come to an agreement on under the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, the TTIP agreement that uh, we were negotiating under Barack Obama's presidency. And so this has become something that the U.S. is looking to get from other countries. Uh, when we embark on trade agreements, uh, we are looking for access to their government procurement. But um, the truth is, is that U.S. companies have been harmed because they haven't been able to bid for procurement contracts in other countries. These provisions have also become more popular. We're seeing more and more of them passed in other countries. And the U.S. is continuing to raise this and ask other countries to lower barriers for U.S. companies on procurement abroad, while simultaneously suggesting that we raise those barriers for procurement here in the United States. And it's a bit of a, of a double standard. So there was a, a lot of discussion, too, about foreign investment in the Democratic proposal. Uh, the I believe you called it the American Job Security Council. Uh, what can you tell us about that? So the American Job Security Council is a proposal by Democrats to have a new body that will review foreign investment in the United States. This will be similar to CFIUS, which some might be familiar to some people, which is the Committee for Foreign Investment in the United States. This committee currently reviews foreign investment in the United States for national security concerns. The American Job Security Council, like CFIUS, would have the power to block mergers and investments, it would have the power to block deals in the United States. The Democrats are suggesting that it would operate more transparently. Uh, CFIUS currently operates largely in the dark. We don't know what reviews are going on or what the timetables are. And Democrats are asking that this group would operate more in the light of day, which I think for a lot of investors would be a boon. Um, but there's a lot also we don't really know because, again, we haven't seen this legislation. Um, we don't know what government agencies would be represented. We don't really know who would be on the panel other than the fact that the Democrats are calling for economic experts, which is, you know, a Washington buzzword for anybody. We don't know what the timetable of this review process would be. And um, we also don't really know how the agency would choose which deals they want for review. But their main priority is going to be to investigate whether or not purchases in the United States might have a negative impact on U.S. jobs. And that's an interesting metric because a lot of times uh, companies, foreign companies will buy U.S. companies for their intellectual property and then close down a U.S. plant and start producing that product overseas. And the idea, I think, or the suggestion here for Democrats is that they would be able to block this type of deal. 
Sometimes we don't really know what a company's purpose is when they're looking to invest in a company in the United States. And sometimes that company might not even know. They might decide 10 years down the road that they want to close a U.S. plant. And if this committee is going to review an investment in the United States for that purpose, it will have to decide, is there a five-year likely impact on jobs, a 10-year likely impact on jobs? Is there ever a likely impact on jobs? And um, investment also tends to spur economic growth in an area. Uh, So what else are Democrats talking about on trade? So they've got a lot of rhetoric, which is about things that we don't necessarily know what they mean. For example, they keep saying that they want to change U.S. trade law. The last few times we've had major trade overhaul legislation, it's really changed a lot of the internal bureaucratic workings of trade agencies in the United States. And the Democrats may be setting up some of those proposals, things that could overhaul anti-dumping or countervailing duty law, that's anti-subsidy law. We could also be looking at changes to U.S. export regulations, sanctions. I mean, these are all things that could could be up for grabs once we see the Democrats' legislative proposals. The Democrats also have a series of proposals for things that they don't really control. For example, one of their talking points has been on the North American Free Trade Agreement. Uh, This is NAFTA. Um, And what they can control is some of the issues of how things are negotiated, but they can't really control what is being negotiated. So, for example, they're asking that uh, President Trump make NAFTA work for people. They're saying that the agreement has really helped corporate bottom lines, but hasn't really helped workers. To this end, they're asking for uh, stronger labor rights provisions, environmental rights provisions, and uh, wage rules to be included in a new NAFTA negotiation. But this isn't really something that Congress can control even with aggressive legislation. And it's certainly not something that Republicans are likely to sign on to. They, however, can control some things about the way NAFTA is negotiated, um, particularly because it's being done under uh, TPA, or what we call fast-track negotiation. They're suggesting that there will be a requirement for the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, that's USTR, uh, to do briefings in 10 states to talk about things like their negotiating priorities and what they manage to get that will benefit the U.S. worker before a final draft can be finalized. Um, This type of thing would bring negotiations for trade agreements more into the light of day and allow people to see really what's going on uh, as these trade agreements are getting negotiated. Some experts have suggested that this will make passing trade agreements much harder. But the thing is, because they can't actually force the Trump administration to include anything in the negotiations, a lot of this could just be political rhetoric. The other thing that they've included in these proposals that they don't really have any control over is currency manipulation. What the Democrats want to do is to crack down on countries that are manipulating their currency for the benefit of their industries. This has the effect of making foreign goods cheaper, meaning that they will export more, and making them easier for U.S. consumers to buy at lower costs. Um, This does benefit U.S. consumers broadly, but harms U.S. industry's competitiveness internationally. What Democrats could propose is including currency manipulation as part of an anti-subsidy investigation. Um, We haven't physically seen legislation, but this has been an idea that's been passed around Washington for some time. And if you're really interested in that, MLEX has some really great stories on our website that talk about the politics and the realities of what that process might look like. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for um, talking to us today, Adam. Thank you. This has been another edition of the MLEX podcast. I'm Leah Nyland, MLEX's chief global antitrust correspondent. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.